to. You don't need to clap. At all. No, I'm recording. You don't need to clap. No, no, no. She, someone will need to clap. So. <laughs> No, man, you can't be okay. <laughs> right back up in a minute. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> the face got to my brain. Your sharp chin, bruv. Nothing in a minute. Not yes. <laughs> I got blade blunter in my house than your chin, bruv. <laughs> TV ready? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Oh, you was talking to him. I thought no, not no. He said T. Apologies. <laughs> he said, "Wait, no blood." What I'm doing? I said this. Ready? Yeah. Alright, cool. Clap. Oh, you can clap now. Thank you. This is episode um, one twenty. What? Okay, go do it. As you want to go on, go for, go for all three. Go on. Well, this is episode one two one. Of the different strokes podcast. Are you sure it's one, two, one? Actually, one, two, two. Thank you very much. Oh, it's myself, Raw talk- I'm joking. It's not. <laughs> um, with me, K, KD, Quesadilla, whatever you want to call me. Um, so people got. Who do we have in the building? I'm going to start with. My lady to the right of me. I was gonna say you introduce people so shit. Like, it'll be like. This episode one um, one twenty two of this show podcast of myself all took a studio in the studio. Um, then I'll go to you and our special guest. Then you say her name. Right, but I want it to go around in a circle. Do you know what? I'm going to do it again. This is episode one two two of the Different Strokes podcast with myself, K K to D and K K Small, with Reese <laughs> and our extra special guest today. Oh, say my name. <laughs> Tavonia! <laughs> turn that in a Tavonia. bit. yes. So, um... Can you lower your voice? The bike is close, you know? No, because everyone tells me that I'm a bit quiet. You're not a bit and quiet. We can hear you. I'm just worried because of the position I'm sitting in and where the mic is, I'm just itch up. Um, yeah. So, it's a two-man band with our special guest, three-man band, as you call it. Um, Mark is still... Masha. Respect Marcus, him. Marco. Do you know the point we said about getting to the point of certain things you're doing it? Jebediah, but... Yeah, I, yeah, Jebediah. I don't even know where I got that from. Um, he's still out of the game. I was out of the game this week, so it's just us. Lucky you, can you get me? Um, but yeah, so basically, I'm just going to kick rocks right into what I wanted to talk about this week. Um... But before I do, how are you, my friend? I'm well. How are you, T? I'm good. Kick your rocks in. <laughs> Kicking my rocks. I'm trying to unlock my phone. So basically... See, this is, this is the issue, I'm yeah? I'm doing well T, today, this is the issue. When I talk about preparation, yeah, you see when I introduce, the first topic's already on my mind. I don't even have to look. I don't have to look at my phone. It's there. So then why I've done the introduction and then you've asked people how they're doing, whatever, whatever, the rest of that stuff. Then it's like, all right, cool, guys. What I want to talk to you about today. Then you go into it. I didn't mash up nothing. Because you're like, oh my God. So what we're going to talk about today, guys. Oh my God, my phone is not unblocked. So you see what I'm doing now, yeah? She could have unlocked her phone. It's now unlocked. Watch it lock again. By the way, T, watch it lock again because she hasn't looked at her phone to know the topic she wants to talk about. I don't even know. I don't even need to look at my phone. I know what topic I want to talk about. Okay, cool. Then talk. It's just habit. Anyway, without going into too much detail, I've been reading a book and 
A book? Um, there was a scenario that I got from the... Yeah. There was a scenario that I got from the book that I... So, a woman is newly married. And when I say newly married, probably you don't know the man that well enough. Um, and she's discovered, you know, there's a bit of a mystery about him. Um, and he starts... He, he beats her. So, she's... It's not once, it's not twice. She's actually, like, a victim of... <laughs> physical abuse domestic abuse yeah and later down the line she finds that she's pregnant my first question was do you think she has more of a right in this scenario um because let's say she feels unsafe uncomfortable and all that and what have you to have an abortion without his say so now, it's not to say he's sexually abused her, um, but do you think, just from physical abuse and her being scared, do you think that she has a right to abort this child without actually giving him any notification or indication? Not even that she's... He don't know she's pregnant. So it's easy for her to get rid without him saying it, but do you think she's well within her rights to do that, given her situation on Grant Freeze first? Have you answered that question in three different ways and you didn't? Know. Okay, cool. Go on, let's listen. Let's um, it makes it makes no difference whether she's in her right or not to do that because if you take the general woman and she doesn't want to have a child, the choice is not down to the man at all. If she wants to have the child, she'll have the child. If she doesn't want to have the child, she'll have the child. As much as people can make out and it be like, oh, it's our child, ultimately it's it the child grows within the woman. If she feels like she doesn't want to hold the child, and we're basing this on like general the generic situation many a child has been born where the guy doesn't want the child but the woman wants the child so ultimately if she wants regardless of regardless of abusive behaviour or not if she wants to keep the child she'll keep the child if she doesn't want to keep the child she does she won't keep the child some people keep children out of spite and a child is born in is born into a place where they're not happy some people keep children based on belief of they don't believe in abortions. Ultimately, it's the woman's choice. There's no matter no matter how PG the world gets, the man does not have a choice um, in whether the woman keeps a child or not. I get it, and I was gonna say as well, based on people saying, "Oh, my body, my decision," that kind of. It's my body, my choice, but yeah. Huh? <laughs> my body, my choice, but yeah. Yeah. Get that out of equation, because obviously it's easy for. It's obviously yes. It's respectful for men to say that to women. You can't. Rem- you can't. Rem- you can't remove that middle part. You can't. But it's not saying. Do you? It's like how. Obviously, even if let's say you've got. This is not the fifties. A guy does not have ownership over the acts of a woman. No, he doesn't have ownership. But if it's your partner, they definitely should but have. But I think, Kay, so. what you're saying is it is it morally right? Do you think? Yeah. She like, should... how do you feel about it? Like, even if it's yet yeah, ultimately it will be her choice. What do you? actually think that's why I was like there's no moral right a man has no moral right regardless no in morals in terms of you having a child well you both making a child together and informing that person that you are pregnant and you're thinking of having I know many I know many women who've had um, abortions because they were unsure of the person Mm. that they were in a relationship with Mm. and the person doesn't know Mm. I live by the term what you don't know can't hurt you so ultimately it doesn't make a difference if she feels that she's in a, 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 
a physical and a mental, mentally abusive relationship if she chooses not to have a child because she doesn't want to have to be dealing with this man in for the next five to 10 to 15 plus years. Ultimately, she's going to do what's best for her. Not like, depending on whatever faction of religion you follow, ECT and the rest, ultimately, you don't want to bring your child into an environment which lacks love. You don't want to bring your child into, in, into an environment where the child ultimately is seeing this and can pick up... Um, pick up vibes or energies or see certain things where that now becomes a circle where that man, that man, that boy or girl, for example, can be abusive to the opposite sex. And then you complete the rotation and over and over and makes it an infinite loop. A lot of people grow up in those type of environments based on physical domestic abuse. A lot of people now have anxiety or whatever based on things that happened to them in life or things that they've seen where they create a loop a lot of men that don't respect women based on things they've seen. A lot of women who don't like men or end up in abusive relationships based on things that happen between their parents. Ultimately, it's, as I said, her body, her choice. I don't, for me, it's not even debatable. Like, there's enough kids on the planet as it is. Like, it makes no difference. <laughs> there's kids in care. Go and look after one of them kids in care. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, no one wants to bring a child into the world where their dad is abusing the mom, etc. Um but yeah I to a certain like as a woman to a certain extent I do agree with um her body, her choice, but equally at the same time I feel like that statement is it kind of um what am I trying to say? Um it kind of tries to get rid of the man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fine. And I feel like it's important that, like, we don't try to erase the man out of having a say in something that he played a significant part in. Yeah. So whilst it is her body, her choice, simply because if she has the baby and the man decides to walk away tomorrow, he can walk away and she's stuck there by herself. In this country, yeah, in, raising, America, in America, not a child's but you play child support regardless. Raising this child... Um, but the man, I think, definitely should have a say. Not in this situation, like where domestic violence is concerned. But then that's where that's where it becomes a two prong. That's where it becomes a two prong sword, because ultimately it can still become a situation of, I didn't want this child. This happened, and you chose to keep the child out of spite, or you chose to keep the child knowing that it wasn't that situation, or you chose to remove the child, which sparks a domino effect of multiple things. Even like your providing this on parameters on what they believe is best for that time. Mm. Ultimately, regardless of whether the man has a choice or not, the woman will ultimately do what's best for her. So regardless of the man not wanting a child and a woman chooses to have a child, right, yeah, the man still, regardless of if he's a piece of shit towards the woman or not, that's still half him mm. yeah. in any capacity. So even if he wants to see his child and the woman doesn't want him to see his child, ultimately you're now, rid regardless of you not liking the man of what he stands for, you chose to still have a human being, which is still half the DNA of the person that was an abuser or someone that you don't like. Mm. So regardless of the woman keeping the child or getting rid of the child, the guy has no say so regardless. Mm. In this circumstance? Yes. There's, yeah. there's, no, there's, there's not a thing of, of because... He's abusive. Should she keep it or not? Because ultimately, she's going to do what she's what she's going to do anyway, yeah. whether the man knows or not. Like I know, many, as I said, I know many women who have done this. And ultimately, they've done, they've done what's best for them. They've not done what's best for the 
to a certain extent though like I do and particularly in this situation but it does I guess transfer in other circumstances but Ultimately, I think sometimes a woman does need to do what's best for her because when she has a child, if the man decides to walk away, he can actually walk away and she's left with the burden of raising the child. Only on piece of own. shit men, only piece of shit men walk away from their children. Well. <laughs> well, that's that's not that's well, that's not a lie. Can I, um, that's that's basically kind of what sort of what it boils down to because in this same situation, obviously, the husband's a piece of shit and he beats her and whatever. If she chose to be like, no, I don't want to bring a child into this world, I don't disagree with that because I feel like you're not just thinking about... You're thinking about yourself, your safety, but you're also thinking about, if this man's going to beat me, what's to say if I've got to bring in a child for the next 18 years of my life, I've got to think about that child and if I... The home that she's like, bringing the child if she, into. If she's still with him or if she's not, who knows... He's gonna always have some sort of rights because he's the child's father. But then that that also goes into the conversation we're having off mic about like um, abusive relationships as a whole. Yeah? yeah. So even with that being the case, if she now has the abortion for my man, are you staying in this environment? Because ultimately, there's no point. Okay, cool. There's no point making the decision of I don't want this child. No, but I'm saying no, no, but I'm no, but I'm I'm um, I'm I'm stepping away from the book. I'm using it as a whole topic. There's no point having abortion or aborting a child, regardless. And then because that in itself is a big decision for some people, it isn't, but that in itself is a big decision. There's no point doing that and then ultimately still choosing to stay in the same environment because if you're going to, as the example you gave, have the mind frame of I don't want to have this child and three to five to seven to ten years later, this guy could be um, doing the um, doing the doo-wop on my picnic and th- that could still be me. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So if you if your brain is in that space, if your brain is in that space of, I don't want but this happen to my child. Say, to no, but it's not savvy enough because obviously emotional abuse, emotional abuse yeah, in itself, it's emotional not, abuse it's in itself, it's not, that's what I'm going to say, it's not cut and dry of, we've all seen old school EastEnders of Little Mom, whatever, emotional abuse is not that. Emotional abuse is literally lowering your mentality to a point where you feel like you're worthless, where the person dictates how you move. But I'm saying if... It's not choice, though. Of course. But I'm saying on her point, on Katie's point, of her saying, for example, if she's thinking in a, in a, in a factor of three to five to seven to ten years, this person could possibly be abusive to my child. Mm-hmm. For me, you're thinking on a linear level of, if you're thinking that far ahead, you should also be thinking about how you should get out of the situation. Yeah. If that's not your thought process and you're more panicking about, oh, I don't know what to do with this child, that's completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it but it, in, in situations of domestic violence and stuff like that, it isn't... That's got to dry. No, 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 yeah. no. That's what I'm trying to say, but like I'm just that. using... So I used I her point, yeah. That I would like to think that a woman in that circumstance, while she's thinking about um, not having a child based on those circumstances, she's also thinking about trying to leave. I don't think anyone would be thinking about not I don't know, I'm, I'm never going to begrudge a woman. To stay I'm never going to begrudge a relationship like that, but it's not that easy to of course. just you know what they say? Leave. It takes, what, seven attempts or more? Seven? 
14 yeah. like I don't know what the statistics the are but it, it is quite like, high you yeah. go back so many times before you actually that's leave that's mad <laughs> that's average, mad the average woman it takes up to 14 attempts for her to actually leave 14 that could even be yeah that could even be like the thought process thinking about it and she's packed her bags one day and then she just doesn't go and then she goes to the police and then she doesn't go like do you know what the root of this is you know when people talk about toxicity yeah or like toxic men and people are oh he's toxic but you always go back that's yeah? basically what it is it's just on a different scale the, I, I honestly believe you the way how society presents things now people love toxicity they love it they don't love oh, it I, um, people don't love it do it's know, not people love it or, no, or, or they're attracted to it one, they're attracted to toxicity agree and I can disagree on it because I've, I've kind of seen it where I feel like to certain situations I look at some people I'm like you fucking love this toxic environment like it excites you and then to some people I'm like they just can't help themselves there's I can count a few people in my hand that I get just don't know what they're or they're in that toxic environment and they feel like they could, there's not better out there or they could there's, maybe, maybe because really maybe because I grew up like with like yeah male father figures away from my dad and I grew up in a strict household with my mum, yeah? Mm. Like, listen, only people that have ever screamed in my face was my mum, like, as a, as like, women-wise, as mum. No male figure screamed in my face on football and whatever, like, no matter tapped, I'm not paying you no attention. Mm. But for me, I've never been in a toxic situation where I'm like, yeah, you know what? And I said this earlier on, if I feel like you're doing strange things as an adult now, I'm, I've removed myself. Back in the day, if I felt like you were doing something and I had to learn this as I got older, I'd be like, well, what's going on with you doing that? Now I don't care. Like, I don't care how much love I have for a person. If you yourself can't hold a conversation or speak, I'm not standing there and letting someone scream in my face. Like, there's a level of common sense of what you... I, I, I live by this. Even in the early stages of seeing, dating, what thing. In life, you take what you allow. I'm not going to allow someone to disrespect me yeah? and everyone's disrespect meter is different. I don't care how much love I have for a person, how much likeness I have for the person. If I feel like you're being disrespectful and I articulate you're doing something disrespectful and your answer to what I say is that where you're disregarding what I'm saying, toodles. There's, there's no other discussion. Mm. On the back of that as well then, do you then think, regardless, obviously I know we've kind of discussed it, so you're basically saying... He doesn't, and I know it's obviously. It's a no, bro. He doesn't have. It's a no, bro. A right. It's a no, bro. That opinion, even if she told him. It's a no. What I'm going to do. Katie, a woman has ownership of her own body. No, I know. Bun in the oven, them thing there. I can't birth a pygmy. I'm saying it from that perspective because obviously, if I was, if I was to get pregnant now and I was like, I'm not ready. It's I can't just say I'm not ready and I'm going to get rid. I know it's a different. But you can. No, I can. If you lived in America, you can't. You no, can. I, I know I, I can, and I could, I could say, oh, I could do whatever I want. But She can, but it doesn't make it okay. But it yeah, makes no- I would say I wouldn't find it in myself, whether I was angry with him or No, but I hear what you're saying, but you see the ownership of your own body, yeah? Yeah. The thing is, you have a choice. You don't live in a, you don't live in a country where you don't have a choice to do what you want to do with your body, right, yeah? Ultimately... If you want to tell the person, that is your right. But whatever happens within your body, remember you don't live in America. It's not these old these old white men who are who have affinity over what can happen inside a woman's body, right? Yeah, in any capacity. You have the choice on what you want to do. Whether you're in an abusive relationship or not, mm-hmm. whether or not, if you and I dated, for example, and you did that, whether I liked it or not, I have a choice as a, I have a choice as me to stick with you or not be with you because I feel like you violated a certain certain situation. Yeah. But that's also based on the relationship you have with that person. On 
if she feels comfortable enough or there's a trust level for her to come and tell you about it. If she don't trust you enough or she feels that you're going to spark off, ultimately she didn't tell you for a reason. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's the middle part you have to understand. She doesn't tell you it's because ultimately she doesn't trust you or it could be because it's too early in the relationship or it could be because she doesn't like the way you move or the mannerisms you have. Easy to you and the rest. Right, yeah? Everything after. It could be like, you know what? It could be early days in your relationship and you're still trying to figure out if this is the person for you. Those are the parameters you have to ultimately deal with for you. But you can't have that conversation with the guy because ultimately you didn't tell him in the first place because you're not sure. So the ownership of what you do in your body is down to you. That's what I'm saying. It's not even that for me is not up for debate. No, I get it. And it's not. It ultimately it is, but it's obviously what it's boiled down to is me just basically thinking my own personal choice or do I think it's do you think it's fair? Because sometimes you see certain situations not fair. You're like you've taken that away from like obviously if there's no issue and you're in a relationship and you've just felt like Oh, I'm just gonna get rid. I just think I've, I think no. I think fair. it's worse for you to keep a child, and the guy doesn't know, and you're not on good terms, or to keep a child and you know it's one fair, of you didn't. Nah, fair. but be getting pregnant and the child is not fully developed doesn't make a difference because ultimately you're not arguing. You're arguing like sperm cells touching eggs. The child hasn't developed yet. You're not arguing that. Right, yeah. If you're arguing like a whole human being, ready, live and kicking, and the, and you know the guy didn't want a baby and you had the baby, that's a completely different argument. You can't argue about, okay, I'm pregnant, I'm in the early stages, I'm like first trimester or not even the first three months and you're within that region. You can't even argue that. Because ultimately you made a choice at that time, I'm not ready, bang, that's fine. Right, yeah. They changed to your body, they changed to your mentality, I'm not ready for this, they changed to my life, all those things. You're openly allowed to do. You're openly allowed to do that. But talking about a child being, you're in a tri final trimester, going into having a child, and you know in your heart of hearts that man didn't want to have that child. That's different, and that's where the that's where the balance of choice changes. Because ultimately, that the child's here. Yeah, but then, then that's what I'm going. That's what I'm saying about. Then that is not fair. That's what I'm trying to say. The first part. The first part. The first part is okay, isn't based on fairness. It's like well, regardless. Of Wait. So hold on. What are you saying? You're saying in the first trimester, the decisions up to all down to the woman. Okay. And then right, you're yeah. saying, yeah, and then you're saying after that, after that, to say fair or not? Because then that will end up to saying, have you taken that away from him completely? If you potentially want no, but him, or have you just gone? But, no, but you're you're missing. Like, what I'm trying to say. See, if a woman first gets pregnant, yeah, and she doesn't have a baby, right? Yeah, whether she tells him or not. It makes no difference because if you're if you're willing to person, you will have another child. The chance you can have another child, yeah. unless you're in um, endometriosis or or cyst assist, or um, or cysts on your ovaries or ailments that affect a lot of of um, women in this modern era, regardless of whatever it is based on diet or just the genetics of what's happening now. Mm -hmm. That's different, right? Yeah, because ultimately you haven't you don't need to really consult him. In my opinion, you don't really need to consult him on that because. It's your early days. The child is not like a being. It hasn't merged into a whole face or a, with a body. The minute it gets to a point where you haven't had the conversation and you've left it and the baby's here, right, yeah, that's a different metric. Because ultimately, whether you like it or not, the child's here. Whether the guy likes it or not, and this is the part where people talk about fairness, whether he likes it or not, yeah, the baby's here. Yeah. You have to step up. Yeah. Hmm. It's not a choice then. And then if you don't, then like you said, 
But then I feel like, you know, if, you know, if I equally feel like if a woman decides to have a child and the father doesn't want to have the child, the woman also needs to be okay with that. And she also needs to at least say, doesn't work that way though. Doesn't work that way. As much as I agree with you, it doesn't work that way. You say, do you know what? I understand and I do want this child, but if that's how you feel, you don't need to be in this child's life. No, it doesn't work that way. It's shitty. Why doesn't it work like Because ultimately, I say this as a man, right, yeah? And I say this as a man who has a lot of siblings. Ultimately, I believe every child needs two parents. I have a lot of friends who are single parents, regardless, and I believe that every child needs to grow up in a happy, loving home. You're saying they can't have a happy home if they don't have two parents? I believe that for you to get the best out, for a child to be at their maximum level, right, yeah, Kids need at least two parents. What are you saying my son's at a disadvantage? I don't believe he's at a disadvantage, but I believe that your child will have it harder because there's certain elements. But I, leave, I believe all children. It's all children. I think all, I think all kids need two parents. You can, there's, I'm not saying there's not exception to the rules where you can grow up in a single parent home, but if you look at society as a whole, for a lot of kids who grow up in single parent homes, whether it's just their mum or it's just their dad, there is an element where they miss something and they find... Um, they find like love and ownership in other areas where they're in groups of boys on the street where they're looking for they're looking for brotherhood or a family enrolled. There's so many parameters where having a single parent home doesn't work, right? As I said, for me, I didn't you turn to the. But you can't but determine whether they. I, I'm saying that, but I'm not determined on that. I'm determined on what currently exists. Mm-hmm. We can't. We can't determine on. It's not like it's based on mitigating factors or smallest parameters. You're mm-hmm. based on what you see now. Mm-hmm. I can't be like, oh yeah, because your son, you raise your son, and your son raised is a certain way that he won't go that way. Yeah, there are things that something called the exception to the rule, mm-hmm. but we can only go by what we see. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids you see on road, white, black, ECT, or other, mm-hmm. the ones that come, if you look at statistics, and I don't like looking at stats in that way, the ones that come from single parent homes from certain areas find brotherhood in men or other boys right here, who come from similar backgrounds as them mm-hmm. and they go down a certain way. Why? Because there was a level of love missing from their house. That's not to say that kids who grew up with two parents can't still go down that same route because mm-hmm. you can have a parent who's there but they're not present. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, me saying you need two parents mm-hmm. means that if you're li- whether you're whether your parents are together mm-hmm. or whether your parents are in a relationship where they're able to balance, mm-hmm. where there's a general level of respect and your child is aware of that general level of respect, right, yeah, that child knows whether it's the general normal or the new normal mm-hmm. that if I fuck up, someone's going to get at me. I, mm-hmm. I'm i from the generation of it takes a village. So anyone's sticking it on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone's sticking it on me. You see, the no, generation we're in now, the generation we're in now, it's not a thing about it's not a thing about, oh, uh, it takes a village. People's grandmas are still in their 30s, mm. right, yeah? People are kids, <laughs> kids raising kids. And you can say, oh, the generation before people were young, but your grandparents were still in their 40s, then you had aunties, and it was a close-knit thing. Now there's bare kids having kids, right? Yeah, I think I saw something the other day saying there's three, ge- um, three generations, and all of them were under 30... Mm? Or under 28? I think it was under 28. So... I think the mum had her child early, then her child had a child, and the woman's not even 30 yet. So ultimately, none of you, none of you, you lot are still learning life. The mum must be like about 29, the child must be about 16, and then she just had a baby. Yeah, all of you are learning life while learning your life with a child. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the point I'm trying to make. It's not to say that I'm shaming parents for having a child young. I'm shaming anything. You can only go by what you see now. Mm-hmm. You can, as far as I'm concerned, you can, anyone can argue, oh yeah, but didn't learn and the parameters. You have to argue. You can't argue what you see. What you don't see. You, you, you can only argue, no, but I'm saying you can only argue what you see. Mm-hmm. The generation of kids you see now, right, yeah, a lot of them have an issue with authority because it was lacked in their house, mm-hmm. right, yeah? Probably in certain cases because they grew up in single parent homes, yeah, which means they're looking for that, that love somewhere else. It just happens that they go the wrong way because of the lack of direction. I feared my mum. I don't. I don't think there's like you know in single parent homes. I don't think there's like lack of direction and stuff like that. That's necessarily missing you all the time. time. You have too much free time. If your mum now. No, sometimes it's that your mum is out hustling and may not be able to give the attention to certain things. But you that's get what, what I'm mean? trying to say. In this era, for example, like my mum worked hard. I'm never. I'm never gonna take away from her. But I'm happy. I had father figures in uncles or family friends. I couldn't step out of line. When I talk to them now as a grown man, right, yeah, there's, I've, I've, if I say something, I say there's never a time you've had to pull me up for my behaviour, ever. Mm. Because one, my indiscretions have never been seen and I move in a way which is... <laughs> what's the water? Oh, I move in a way which, is, par- which is paramount to the Caribbean way that a man should in the way I was raised. Mm. Now, in modern era, for example... Your mum is working more hours because of cost of living, even before the recent cost of living crisis, yeah? Which means if you're, for example, working, working two jobs and you're, work, and you're working from like eight in the morning, you're not getting back till six, mm. do you finish the school at three o'clock? I knew, bro, my mum's like, right, you better be home by a certain time. She's calling the house on. Mm-hmm. I know that's me, but that's the generation I'm from. Half these kids is different. If I look at my brother, me and my brother got different mums. We're not raised the same. Mm. We're not raised the same in any capacity. My brother has freedom to go outside. You think I'm saying to my mum, I'm going outside? Are you asking me? Are you telling me? It's different. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah? A lot of these mums, because they have to do the stuff that supports their house, mm-hmm. the parenting goes by the wayside. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. I used to right, go yeah. to school, come home. I had to go cheerleading, come home. And that's, that's it. A lot of these... I was going outside. And Katie, the, the, difference, the difference of the generation, we had to respect elders by default. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like... And even as adults, and I say, I think Kay and I had the conversation, Mark and I had the conversation, right, yeah. It was one of the ones where, as you got old, when you got old, as you got elder, for example, <coughs> it became more annoying, because it's like, okay, raw, I've paid my dues, we're both adults, you're still talking to me like I'm a little man. Mm. The younger generation, that's not running. I'm not, I'm not respecting you based on your age. Mm. Where's the respect you're giving me? So you naturally already have younger youths who grew up with the internet, right, yeah, who have a chip on their shoulder. But I think that that's okay though, you know, like you respect, you don't just give respect to people just because. So I think it's okay for the younger generation to be like, I'm not just respecting you because you told me I need to respect you. I definitely believe that because that's how I am. I disagree with that. We all know that. I disagree with that. It depends on what kind of levels of respect. Like, like you can't, people can't just speak to you any in any way just because you're an adult. But I disagree with that because ultimately, listen, you don't grow up in that environment, yes or no, where you have to show all the people respect. Yes, 100%. Okay, cool. So how you are as people now, yeah. right, yeah, that's made you who you were because, yeah, you show respect. And then when you're around younger people, obviously you have the thing of hindsight, mm. but ultimately, based on how you move and how you move around these people, especially if you're dealing with older family members, older things, you expect respect now because of the way you carry yourself, yes or no? 
Yeah, but I carry See, myself. But I carry myself in a way that deserves respect. If I wasn't carrying my way in a way that deserves respect, I can't make people respect me. Okay, so for example, on that same ethos, right? Yeah, we're all adults, right? Yeah, you've done the thing of being respectful to older people. As an adult now, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with other adults, family members or not, if they don't show you respect, at you as you're grown age now you're now allowed to remove respect in my opinion off the table because you've always been respectful Mm -hmm. and I don't mean you have to be disrespectful Mm -hmm. it's just I don't have to parlay with you Mm -hmm. because ultimately if I've always been that person that shows respect I don't have to show respect now Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day regardless of age we're both adults we're both equal we both pay bills there is no there's no factor of me being a pick me and I ain't know nothing about life now we're all adults that's different when I'm talking about talking to younger people, mm-hmm. that certain things like when I'm in the house and a family member comes to the house, stop what you're doing, come greet them, go about your business. Mm-hmm. These are transferable skills. You can't say it doesn't matter because when you go into the workplace and all these things, manners cost nothing. You still have to show yeah, but I feel like Manners cost nothing. You still have to show these things. I treat the cleaner the same way I treat the CEO. But yeah. that's manners that has birthed in you because you're showing respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not respect just because of someone's age, not because they're older than you. You're doing those things. You're doing those things because it's the, I guess, it's how everyone generally navigates culture. life. It's also culture. I guess it might also be culture, but I think manners and those things, they're, they're, they're a given, right? Like you... But you understand our culture. You're mm-hmm. Jamaican, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm Caribbean because I'm mixed anyway. Now... That being the culture and what you're from, mm-hmm. it's embedded in you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't have that, mm-hmm. I always say this, with my brother talking about football, everything's a microcosm of life. If you like manners in life, you're not going to have manners in football. If you like discipline in life, you're not going to have... It, they're all transferable skills. Yeah, definitely, now, I agree. Ultimately, as I'm saying, I can only speak for what we were raised on. Mm-hmm. We showed respect to older people because mm-hmm. we had to. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, those same rules apply to you on how you carry it. So what are you saying? Are you saying, okay, in summary, yeah, as um, growing up, we respected our elders and basically we turn out fine. So therefore, that should, should still continue. But I think no, but not necessarily, because I also feel like what my son now, I'm not going to make him respect adults if the adults are not also... Deserving of it. Yeah. So if if someone is, I guess, speaking down to him just because they're an adult, like you, listen, son, you don't have to listen, you know. But that's also how you manage. About your business, you don't have to listen. No, but that's also, but that's also how you, but that's, but that's also how you man, that's also how you manage it. There's ways to verbalize something without being disrespectful. disrespectful. So, yeah, so, so if, if for me, you're saying that way, I'm just saying, you know what? I just, I will remove myself from the situation. Like I personally, in engagements where I feel like you're getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. It's not even me complying. I just won't give you a response. Mm-hmm. You can come up with any hypotheses. Oh, he's disrespectful. So, so then in what you're saying, don't you think that what the young people are doing is okay then? No. Because they're removing themselves no. from situ. So you just think I that think, they're not allowed. I think the longer you're, I think, yes, the longer way, you have to understand, culture in itself, as in, because African culture is vast and Caribbean culture is vast, right, yeah? If we're just talking about us as black people, yeah? Culture in itself, the longer you are in the UK, becomes diluted and becomes watered down, right, yeah? Whether it's from when our grandparents came into the 50s to now in 2022. The longer you're here, I still believe in the certain things that exist within our culture, like, bruv, I was taught how to cook in my house because certain things that exist... 
both of you being able to cook, like there's a balance of certain situations that should happen. If manners make if the man or the person, those things should pre-exist. Because ultimately, I'm saying for our generation, yes, there were tapped people in our generation. If you look at the generation below, they are lawless. And it's because a lot of the factors in which we grew by don't actively exist anymore. Mm. That's the whole point. If you still live by the fact of, yeah, you can immerse yourself into UK culture where you now deem yourself as more English than British because you, you're, you're here. They still have to keep the same DNA of what your your grandparents and your great-grandparents represented because ultimately that will take you far because it took you far because you had that ethos and that's what you was raised in. You raised on was raised on um, rice and peas and the respect of what of what being Caribbean men and what your culture men and what it was like and the hard things of them coming over in the ship and that stuff. Ultimately, the young people don't care because they're not taught the same things that we were taught. But do you know what I say? It's our responsibility to teach that. Of course. But then so you see, you think these kids that are running around lawless. It's our responsibility to instill, yeah, instill the rightness in the right behaviour into them, yeah. and that's another thing. Like where it boils down to the whole it takes a village thing as well, because where we go back to the part of single parent households and things like that, you can have a single parent household and both your parents are very actively great at communicating with each other and actively um, looking after. I wouldn't call that. I personally child. wouldn't call that a single parent household though. It is a single parent well, household. It, isn't it just obviously, for example, Tov lives, lives is Tov is in a single parent household, and if her and her child's father live in two separate households, oh, shit. Ah. and they're still communicating great, and their child's doing great, she's still classed as a single parent. He still comes from a single parent household because he. There's one parent in the house. That's for me. That's what. As I said, I did. Remember, er, remember earlier on, I did this modern parenting where both parents, where the kid is you, where the kid is. Single parent household. Yeah, thank you. Co-parenting. If your parents are co-parenting, but the child happens to be in the mum's house because most kids live with their mum anyway. That's different though. I call co-parenting. It's similar because obviously. So it's the it's the parameters of how we understand co-parenting. Yeah, because you can understand co-parenting both your parents. Parents might be present all the time. They don't live with each other, but your mum, your dad's at your mum's house all the time. But that's co-parenting. That's, that, that's what I class as co-parenting. But they could both separately live together and it's two separate lives, but then it's weird. But, but then that's... But if you you come from a single... But then that's what, that's what I said I earlier on. You can have two parents in the same house and, for example, your dad may not be present. Mm. Yeah. Whereas you can have a... You know what I'm trying to say? It's like there's a difference between being... They could be together, but, you know, your dad could be... Or if you want to use if you want to use language because I know you're about to go I'm gonna sorry I'm gonna because hold that thought for me please please yeah if you want to use language there's a difference between being a dad and being a father yeah that's the point I'm trying to make a lot of people have dads not a lot of people have fathers yeah so your dad's a father mine's dad. Right, yeah. There's a lot of men I see and that I know now. There's a lot. There's a nah, it's what? If I was to compare, yeah. Jamax is a father. But then there's yes. a lot There's a lot of men I see now, yeah, who are trying to break, um, 
what's the term, generational curses where they're actively, openly great dads to their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah? They're great dads to their kids because they understand. I'm not trying to have a situation where I went through heartache and pain I was doing what I was doing when I don't need to, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm here to support my child or support my children because this is the right thing to do. That's 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 the that's the bare minimum. Your child didn't have to be here. So give your child the best version of you you can possibly have. You could be a piece of shit to anyone on the street. No one cares. Your job now is to be a parent and be the best parent you can be. And give them the best version of you so when they go outside, that child's a representation of the person that you want them to be. There's bare kids who grow up to be piece of shit adults because their parents allowed them to have bullshit mentality and didn't G-check them. Then when they wanted to G-check them as adults, you can't chat to me like that. Shut your mouth. It's too late. Yeah, exactly. It's too late. But what did you say? What did you say before I um, talk a little bit more? I can't remember. I think it was just basically defining what like a... Co-parent was. Is oh. Co-parent and stuff. But for me, I guess a single parent... Um, so is parent, yeah if you're a single parent is you're a single parent in a house so there's just one of you in the house I don't have that so but you class single parent households so this is what I understood where you was coming from as well as you are the single up ch- single, single parent, parent that, that looks after that child because the father or the mother or whatever is actually absent so some people do class it as that some people do class it as <laughs> I live in a single parent household once again I haven't seen mine I haven't seen mine in a year and a half bro but ultimately, he lives with me, and I'm the one. That's what I class. That's what I class a single parent. But it could also be the child is. I'm the only parent for that child. There's only like single parent, as in like you know the dad or mum. What it just isn't there altogether. The, it the, depends. the words itself. Some well, some women ask to be single parents. It and I don't mean in a disrespectful way. Some women don't want the man near their child. So they choose They choose to be single parents. Yeah, some do. And I, you can't blame women for... Well, I say women or men, but it's mainly women. But you can't blame women for like being like that because if, <laughs> if the dad's not... No, no. The child, I, no, okay. Th- okay, that's foul. That's foul. <laughs> it's not about if the child... Not deserving. Right, you me, use me, the words deserving. Let me use it, me use it better. If the... Dad, Tory. Mom, I'm gonna say Eve Rod because it can be even a parent. <laughs> God, I know that there's been foul mums that are just not. If there is a parent that is not being active in that child's life, if the parent's half-hearted, yeah, that's that yeah. Then that's different, yeah. I say not deserving. It sounds bad. Not deserving is mad. It's like saying because it's I like saying I don't want you to. You don't deserve to be. The there you go. It's not like that. But if that child, that parent is not active in that child's life, and if they're like careless and they don't give a shit. Then yeah, if the parent is half, if the parent is half-hearted, yeah, yeah and it's, it's filled with shoulda, woulda, couldas, and promises, I can understand why the main parent will be would rather take away the choice of that happening because it's hurting the child in the long and short. Right, yeah, because you, as I said before, you don't want your child going through heartache and pain. As an example, but if we're basing this solely on, so if we're basing this on, um, because the primary parent doesn't f with the secondary parent that in your term of deserving well, no, that's where it becomes problematic sense, they need to grow up because if they don't F with the other parents but, for valid reasons in terms of the other parents half-hearted they're cool now I'm happy you said that they don't F with but, them in the sense of you just not no but Kadia I'm happy you said I'm happy you said that because before when we was off mic and I was talking to T about it we was talking about emotions mm-hmm. and love so when you love the person that goes out the window so regardless of what you're doing is remember you're applying 
emotion to logic. Me personally, there you go. Still things that you have hope for, and you still want to kind of have them work. No, but you're not okay. That's the pro side of it. But no, you're that is, no, but that's the pro side of it. it is, the negative side of that is I don't want to be near you because I don't. You don't deserve to be around yeah. my child. You're applying. I know I'm an I'm a logical thinking person. I don't run on emotion, so everything I do is based on, especially when I'm angry, I'm aware of when it's going to go past the emotion to the emotional line. Right, yeah? Everything has to be a logical response. If you're hurt, as T said, and you're in love with that person, love, there's a thin line between love and hate. Love can become, love can go to hate and hate become, can turn into spitefulness. Yeah. Spitefulness in the long and short hurts the child more than it hurts the person. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But that's why as parents, definitely, you would need to, assess that and you need to talk, like, assess you're applying logic you're applying logic to an emotional situation in those si- in situations care. like these you have to remove all your feelings about, about the partner it's got nothing to do with it. how you feel about the partner what they've done to you what grievances you've had etc it's all about your child yeah. your child is paramount so everything else and I agree with Tori it's, 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 no, this is easier said than but the thing is this is easier said than done because this is basically parallel universe where you're asking people to apply a level of logic of okay cool I don't want you but we have a child and I care for the child so if you know the child is the the, the opening for that some people still be think and it does take some people to learn that because there's some people that can't you see navigating life in general it's hard tough. it's yeah. tough so th- to a certain but you, extent no, but you, you have to you under- have to give people grace by the way I don't personally think navigating life is hard you have to understand yourself yeah it has nothing to do about understanding life. To understand yourself is equally hard. I don't think so. The things that people go through. As an adult, adult. No, the as things an adult, that I don't people think so. go through determine how you are as a person. Of course. You, fortunately for you, you've got a sound mind and you're cool. But some people, they've grown up and they've, they've, they've experienced certain things. And I tell people to seek therapy. That determine how they navigate life. And them not being able to navigate life in a positive way way or um, have positive outlooks etc is based on what they've grown up with so see if I remove, that said that no, means but, it's but that there, even that there because you can have the parameters of mental health within that see if I remove people who don't have mental health and I'm not I'm talking about like not even anxiety or low level anxiety for example yeah you yourself and I say this people are creatures of habit if you continuously do the same thing over and over again yeah and you get upset because you're getting the same results it means you are not being self aware of the situations that you're putting yourself into but self aware is all being able to self awareness yeah having self awareness isn't just like standard some people just don't have it and again you have to give people grace that's that's what I'm saying therapy based on the way they've been brought up or the circumstances they've experienced in their life because I'm saying this from not myself personally experience you might tell someone to be or advise someone to be a bit more self-aware they aren't okay do you need to see some they won't. So, for example, all these kind of things, there's always so you, so you two dating, for example, not each other, obviously, yeah. You two dating, right, yeah. Ultimately, maybe I think with a lot of men I'm aware of, yeah, when they date, they know their, as I said earlier on, they know their intentions with someone based on the first conversation, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Now, even in that being the case, if there's a bit, there's a, there's a couple flags. Hey, that system anyway, because the red flag system is dumb because red flags aren't the, the awful one. It's the black flags, right? Yeah. Even if you see a couple red flags, you have, this is what I say, you have choices. Mm-hmm. People are so, oh, but I, I really need someone. I really need, I deserve happiness. I really need Sometimes someone. Sometimes you don't, 
Like people do not apply logic to situations. Yeah, but you're blessed to be able to have a logic mind. Not everyone has a mind. So in terms of we're talking about self-awareness, people, a lot of people are sheep. A lot of people are sheep. A lot of people are sheep. You need to be self-aware and acknowledge that you have a quality that not everyone else has. Sometimes. Not everyone else has that. So it's great for us to sit down and be like, yeah, I have logic and I run but for then, logic. But then, Not everyone but then, has as that. As you were saying before, before I, apply rules, I apply my rules to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I'm talking about everyone else, even when we spoke about, obviously, the single parent thing earlier on, yeah, I can only go by what currently exists. Mm -hmm. I'm saying for me, what currently exists, a lot more people need to go to therapy to help themselves. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. I live by the term hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. That's why there are so many pardon language fucked human beings fucked kids fucked young adults fucked people in our age group here yeah, because they repeat the cycle and then get angrier because the process continues and continues but and they're an infinite there you go saying, and that's what i'm trying to say people don't realize that they're in a cycle in an infinite loop and that's what you don't know it you don't know it so the what i'm trying to say here in this people get, by the way is that you have to give people grace what is um, common sense to Would you, wait, So if you get into a relationship now, yeah, and a man is a bit obscure, mm -hmm. are you giving him grace? No, but can I say something? What I want, hold on, what I wanted in my 20s is not what I wanted in not, my 30s. Of course you're not the same person. What I was able to see as a red flag, what I can see as a red flag now, I wasn't necessarily able to see at 20. But you're not, what I mean? The thing is, you at 21, you at 23, 25, 27, 30... 30 plus, you're not going to be the same person because as you age, you adapt, right? So yeah. You learn by yeah, your yeah. experiences and the things. When you're in, when you're in, for example, when you're in, you, you yourself, you're a comedian. When you're in the office, you are not the T in the office that you are when you're around your girls, around your sister, around your family. Why? Because ultimately, you're adapting based on how comfortable you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It could be that either people get incredibly comfortable incredibly quickly or people, as we said, don't know themselves till we've got, um, Six minutes, right? Pardon me, I've checked already. Um, you have to know. You have to know yourself, and regardless of age, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, regardless of logic in itself, the reason why so many people are mad sick, Edna Good, is because ultimately, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Yeah, ultimately, yeah, it's even if, as you said, lack of logical mind, me being that way, yeah, if. You and Kay are cool, and Kay's the logical one. Never happening, by the way. Oh, wow. And I'm the emotional one, because you're not the logical one. Stop it. Right, yeah? Phil's the logical one. Right, yeah? <sighs> and Phil um, and Phil's coming to tell you something of logic-based, and you don't want to hear it, mm -hmm. and Katie is in the misery situation, you're more likely to go with the misery option, because what Phil said may come across as abrupt and harsh, mm -hmm. but it's truth. People don't want to hear what they don't want to hear. Even if you lay it out for them, and that's where, as you said, the infinite loop happens. Because people are more likely to listen to someone that they don't know or that they believe is that, oh no, if that guy didn't know, or yeah, he was wrong. Where it's, yeah, yeah, because people don't, people don't like seeing other people happy. You will see it, societally, people don't see other people happy. Do you know what? Life is tough. I don't yeah. think it's that bad. For, for a person that, like for me, I feel like I have a very sound mind. Yep. I'm. But that's know, testament to your parents as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I just think that people need grace because there's, I know there's decisions that I've made and I look back and I'm like, Tavonia, where the hell? Like, 
how like how did you like how did you not see that or how come you've made that mistake but it's only in hindsight I'm like but you learned that's the yes. difference and that's what that's why that's I say you have to give people grace, grace because people have to learn sometimes people do they don't and sometimes and, but the thing is I'm not arguing the grace part I'm never arguing that yeah. right yeah because I believe yeah you give people grace but you also have to protect yourself at all times 100% right yeah as I said for me I'm not like I would have done this at 25. For me, it's not an age thing because I don't believe age defines mentality. I've come across a lot of kids who are who are old souls in the way they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if you talk to someone and in the manner you speak to them, respectful, whatever, right? Yeah, and you and you're breaking down why what they did was problematic, and they hear it from a place of attack. You got to leave them alone because they're not ready to hear what you're saying. But it's based on the maturity at that but time. But regardless, they could be in their 40s. But it, that's what I'm saying. It's based on maturity. So whether they're 40, 30, 20, sometimes you have to understand that based on what people have been through will determine how they digest something. I agree with you. True. But accountability feels like, accountability feels like an attack when you don't want to hear it. Mm, mm. Yeah, but people, it's, it's, it's tough to take. It's, it's it's tough to take sometimes but people in terms of like growth that's something that I feel like generally people need to learn can I ask a question to, yes what you like with constructive criticism really good it's actually no because I want do you know what I want to be the best version of myself and I want to be just great for my kid like before my kid I always wanted to be great but more so now you want to be the best person you can be yeah, so like, it's, yeah, yeah of course and I want to be great for him so the reason, it's important the reason, I, the reason I asked that yeah because mm-hmm. I believe that when it comes to this boils down to constructive criticism as well when it comes down to that as a whole mm-hmm. I ask someone what's harder to take so say every job you do mm-hmm. you love that job because you take pride in what you do mm-hmm. now if I had to balance it what constructive criticism is harder for you um, from people at work or from your partner? From my partner. Now, I said to someone, the only difference between those two things mm. is finance. Finance? At work, say you ultimately love what you do yeah. and you take pride in it because ultimately you're up the ladder, whatever thing. Mm. The difference is finance for me because... If you feel like your partner says something to you or someone says to you at work that you don't like, right, yeah, the only reason why for a lot of people they won't buy and bark off at work is because you're being paid. Mm-hmm. Whereas your partner's not paying you. Mm-hmm. So you're more likely to spaz, sorry, you're more likely to switch on your partner mm-hmm. than you are on your colleague at work. I get what you're saying, but when yeah, what you have a closer relationship with your partner, but you can have a closer relationship with people at work. Yeah, I don't. For me, the reason why I said it was more difficult to receive from my partner is because that's someone I love, and it's hard to hear things that come across as hurtful, even if they are constructive, from someone that you love. So it's for me, it's got nothing to do with money. It's that I love that person, and I don't separate it too, you know. At all. I've never separated the two. Corey, we got um, 55 seconds before the minute, but go on. Um, no, I was just obviously going to wrap really quickly. Obviously, we've got so into this company. Yes, so I have to come back next week. I'm <laughs> joking. Uh, feel free, feel free. Run it back in it. <laughs> no, for real. No, um, we can either do that if you want. But I was basically, I wanted to do a little bit more on... Um, Black business show, but I know we're running out of time, and it's yeah, we've run out all the time. We run out because of time. I want to do zoom like that. So, um, when Mr. O is back in the building, 
hopefully we can have you back next week and do a little bit more on Black History Month and celebrating women in entrepreneurship. Yes, yes we will. Whatever but yeah, it will be. It will literally just be well, the end of Black History Month. So that'd be perfect anyway. And then there'll be more stuff that I want to discuss and talk about. Um, what is this book though? I need to. I want to read that book. What book? The book. Um, the one I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you about it. And I'll, I'll send it to you. But it's very good. Um, but yeah this has been episode 122 of the Different Short Podcast you can find this DSP and all your favourite DSPs my personal favourite YouTube you can find mine KDO's Mark's O's and T's information in the description below you can find Mark and O's website links to their photography and their book like, their book misses in the description below I've been Real Talk Reese. across me's been KK and next to K's been Savanya and we'll be back we'll be back next week hey. love and guidance peace bye bye Bye.